Hello and welcome back to Explio Explorers. This series zooms in on the nine success factors for mastering business transformation. These were identified through data gathered by over 1,000 senior decision makers in Explio's annual Business Transformation Index report. Thank you so much for the feedback on episodes one and two and on the series so far. We're glad to hear that people are enjoying it and finding it very useful. Welcome to episode three. Today's success factor is keeping to deadlines. And what we want to get into the bottom of today is why is it important outside of the obvious reasons that you think of when you think of keeping to deadlines? What are the common challenges that businesses and people experience when it comes to this success factor? And then ultimately, how can you master it and what tips can you take into your way of working after listening to this podcast? We hope you enjoy. Today's guest is Brian Chapman, CIO at AIR. AIR is Ireland's number one broadband provider and delivers a comprehensive range of advanced voice, data, broadband and TV services to the residential, small business, enterprise and government markets. Brian's role as Chief Information Officer encompasses IT strategy, transformation, architecture, development and IT operations functions. And a key focus for Brian's team is on transformation of both the IT technology and processes that are used to deliver solutions for the business. AIR is renowned for being first to market with new products. Most notably, they were the first to offer Quad Play in 2014. And this includes a bundle of TV, landline, broadband and mobile offering to the market. As you know, being first to market with anything requires a culture that understands the importance of deadlines and keeping to them. And that's why Brian is an ideal person to talk to us today about the next success factor, delivering on time. Brian, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Sean. Thanks for having me. So, Brian, um, delivering on time is a really interesting topic and many organisations treat it with varying levels of importance. So let's start with your perception of this success factor. Why do you think delivering on time is important? So so for us, uh, delivering on time is extremely important. Um, And apart from the obvious, so like if you have delays on your your timelines or delays on projects, obviously it can have implications on costs and often implications on scope or on quality as you you may have to take shortcuts to to catch up on time. We can pack those obvious uh, elements for a moment for me, delivering on time is about uh, building trust. So you, for big transformation programs or complex delivery or indeed for organizational change, you're dealing with multiple stakeholders and you need their buy-in. And one of the key ways to, to get that and to maintain that, I guess, is delivery on time. So if you look at a big transformation program and you have interim milestones, if you deliver the early ones on time, your CFO is going to have something he can measure or he or she can measure in terms of return on investment. The business or the customer will get their hands on the asset and they'll start to be able to see it and maybe launch a friendly user trial, start to get buy-in from their wider teams. Uh, and indeed, the IT resources as well, they start to see work and software in production and that motivates them and builds momentum as well. So. All around, it, it creates uh, an environment where you get continued buy-in and trust from the wider stakeholders. That's very important in that regard. And even if it ties back into a couple of the other factors um, that you kind of listed as as key success factors for, for successful business outcomes around um, building wider board support and stakeholder support for programs. Like They'll be looking at interim milestones and looking for on-time delivery to I suppose, believe your story that this organizational change or these transformation programs are going to be going to be effective. 
uh, and also around utilization of products as well. Um, delivering on time is really, really important. It often takes a long time to deliver the final outcome, but delivering interim milestones to users to allow them to see the product you're building, uh, ultimately build support for when it's finally in production as well. I think we all know a program or programs that have slipped and slipped and slipped or dragged on and they've got reprioritized, their scope has changed, or indeed the products or vendors involved might have changed. And some of them get abandoned because they keep missing dates, but others get delivered. And even when they do, I guess stakeholders have lost confidence in them. And it's very hard to get utilization of the product and, and buy in because it was a bad reputation. So for, for lots and lots of reasons, time and delivery on time is very, very important. Excellent. Yeah, there's loads of great reasons in there, as, as you've outlined. You know, the research in the Business Transformation Index, um, it stated that almost one in three businesses admitted that they'd recently missed deadlines, which is a huge proportion if you think we surveyed over a thousand people. So what do you think the common challenges are that, that businesses and people are facing when it comes to delivering on time? But delivering on time is very difficult and there's lots of challenges. And look, from time to time, dates will be missed, that's for sure. The main one, I guess, and a very common one is challenges around scope. So regardless of whether you're delivering in waterfall and you have your kind of your design work and your social assessments on well in advance and scope agreed well in advance, these things take a long time to deliver and scope and requirements can change. Or if you're delivering in a kind of more agile way or iterative delivery, um, you'll still have product owners, business owners and whoever trying to take the opportunity to squeeze in little bits of change or get an extra feature put on a screen or whatever it might be. And it's in the interest of them building a better product, I guess. But these things are tricky to deal with. Like if you have big scope changes, it often triggers a kind of a whole replan, which isn't too detrimental to dates because you, you move expectations with it. But these smaller scope changes can really get out of hand. And I think you have to stay on top of those uh, and make sure that the team are focused on delivering what's been agreed. The prioritization stays the same in the short term and lets them focus on, on what they want to do. And, and it's very strong change control is important for that. Other than that, I guess another thing that can really impact um, the ability to deliver on time is clarity on how decisions are made within a program. So lots of organizations require that decisions move up the chain into design authorities or into a head of or a director of IT to make key decisions. And that can take a lot of time. It can waste a lot of time. It can um, have a situation where key resources, whether they be developers or quality assurance resources, kind of sitting on our hands waiting for direction. And for me, it's very important that we move those decisions down the chain, that we we give the authority to architects and to senior design resources to make design decisions. Um, we give the authority to product owners and, and program managers to work together around prioritization and scope decisions for the immediate sprint or the next sprint to allow them to make changes quickly to, to avoid indecision, I guess, which ultimately wastes time. Um, mm. And like if you get these things right, if you have good change control and you have the right people with the right authority to make decisions quickly, um, you can generally live within your plan and you have a much better chance of, of hitting your dates and delivering on time. That's really interesting, like empowering your people kind of all along the chain to make decisions. Is that something that is hard to track, like from a CIO point of view, if you have lots of people making lots of decisions on a daily basis? Yeah, well, you need to have controls on that. You can't have everyone making decisions either. So it's about identifying what types of decisions can be made by what, what individuals and then making sure that the wider program team 
know that. So for architectural decisions, there's a one person or a small group of people who can make those. And the developers, when they have a challenge around how to deliver on something, go to that resource and get a decision quickly. And um, similarly, if it's around a specific product or scope, um, maybe it's a product owner or maybe it's the, the program manager if they're kind of trying to keep a, a track on scope week, who ultimately makes the call on that. There's certain things that obviously have to go up to design authorities or will have to come up to kind of directors or head offs in IT to make decisions um, for, I suppose, items that are wider reaching, potentially bigger than that sprint, bigger than that program. Um, but as much as you can, if you can give the, the decision-making ability to people who are working on it day to day, who can solve it quickly, who don't need to, I suppose, redefine the issue or redescribe the issue to multiple people to ultimately get a decision, uh, you'll move along faster. Because day to day, all these these programs uh, are faced with challenges around delivery, and uh, the quicker you can make decisions on how you move on, the quicker you, you'll get to the end, and the better chance you have of meeting your dates. Absolutely, and and in air, you know, how much emphasis is placed on on deadlines? Huge. Um, so we have a broad range of transformation programs running over multiple years. We're probably just more than halfway through it now, I'd say, and. Like a lot of our success today is because we have a kind of a culture that's very focused on milestones, uh, on timelines, on dates. Um, and we, in the main, we kind of have a very iterative approach to how we deliver our programs. And I kind of have the philosophy that we measure small and miss small. So you're, you're really looking at the next release. You're trying to minimize any delays on that. It's very often that you go into a, a board meeting and you put up a slide that shows your program that's going to complete in nine or 12 months time and it's green. And that's great at that level, but you really need to be measuring the, the detail that's in front of you in the next four to six weeks and making sure that any any issues that are likely to occur there will be resolved quickly and that these small items don't compound or that dependencies aren't missed and, and cause bigger problems. So there's a huge focus on on uh, timelines and dates. Um, yeah, we and we've so sometimes it's for external launches as well, which really we have no flexibility on. So some of our releases have impacts on external customers. So if you look at the work we do for our wholesale business, when we make changes, if a change in a data contract or an interface, and a third party that might buy services from us are changing their IT systems in parallel, but on a specific date, the data contract's going to change, um, and it has to change on that date. So we we have to have structure in place to make sure that we can hit our dates. And that goes right across the organization. The people who are involved understand that the release dates that we published externally just have to be hit and there's huge focus on that. So the stakes are very high. <laughs> yeah, they can be, absolutely. But that again yeah. is a motivation to keep your dates, so it's not a bad thing. Absolutely. I liked that idea that you mentioned there of like setting small deadlines in order to re your large deadline. So if you have like a large transformation program over a couple of years, you know, having those incremental deadlines will make it like a lot more uh, high chance of success, you know. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting approach. And that's, you'll, do you think you'll probably see more of that now as you see businesses starting to move much more um, towards iterative, almost from project to product approach to things? Yeah, I think, I think everyone's already either moving or has moved to that type of delivery model. It works very, very well. But I guess you can still fall into the traps of missing the deadlines. You, you need to be focused on on how you make sure that your sprints deliver what they should, 
that you're not always pushing deliverables into the, the next sprint and things down the road, that you're not letting scope change too frequently. Like the great thing about iterative delivery and agile is that it gives flexibility in a long running program. If the stakes change, you, you can you can change your scope. You're not locked in to a solution that was defined for four months up front that you now have to build. You have that flexibility, but you need to make sure that doesn't get out of control and that people mm -hmm. aren't changing stuff all the time and, and using it as an opportunity to change their mind without thinking it through, I guess. So look, you need new controls uh, and yeah. it's it's equally as important to be date driven and milestone uh, focused. Um, and you do need to keep an eye on the end goal as well. Like some of the, the programs we're delivering span three or four years. Now within those three or four years, there'll be three or four big releases into production. But for each of those big releases, there's five, six, seven milestones that we need to measure as well. And um, so you're, you're only ever a month or six weeks or two months away from something significant in that program. So there's always something on the horizon, which is um, measured in detail, I guess. And if you keep those things under control, you have a much better chance of keeping the overall program under control. Yeah. And I'd say there's people listening to this, you know, you outlined a great case at the beginning of the podcast for why this is important. And there's probably people listening to this who've been in a, in a situation where they feel like they've worked with somebody who met the deadline, but at what cost? Is that something that you have um, things in place to mitigate the risk around that? So it depends. Like obviously, it can't be at all costs. Um, depending on milestones that have to be have to be met. Yeah, we've taken we make compromises. So sometimes you'll, you'll drop a feature, or you'll bring in extra resources, and it'll impact cost. Um, so like there are variables that might have to move to hit dates. And sometimes the, the variable that move might be the dates. So like if that's if that's agreed across the business and with the wider stakeholders, that's fine. But um, yeah, it's like it, sure, it surely can't be at all costs. Like if you're running after dates and you you throw something into into production that's had light touch quality assurance and causes more problems than it's solving, like that's only setting you back. And then the chaos that that comes after that as you deal with bugs and cleanups only upsets your ongoing delivery for the, the following sprints anyway. So um, like the, there's, there's no real benefit in that. But look, you just need to assess, I, I guess, what are the priorities for any given delivery? Is the ultimate, uh, I guess, outcome that you hit a date? And if you've got a product launch or something like that, it might be. And it might be okay to drop one or two or three kind of low priority features to get there. But often, like, but certainly in our case, quality is, is the number one thing, and we need to make sure that we don't impact the production environments we have. Um, so that'll come first, um, and ideally it comes on time. So we, we do work with our business colleagues, and we have really good cross-functional teams and that are all focused on the date, to be fair. So they, there's a mindset over there to hit dates as well. And like from time to time, we will sit down and say, this date's challenging. Let's go through the, the scope again. Are there low low priority features that we could still proceed to your user trial without, or still deliver and have an MVP? I guess it's case by case basis, really. But for us, time is definitely delivery on time is definitely one of the key factors. But it's not a, at all costs. Of course, yeah, of course. And XPO is delighted to play a role in that as well, um, from the quality perspective with there. Um, so. If we look at the data then from the other point of view, right? So um, how we asked the question around um, meeting deadlines and delivering on time, 22% have um, stated that they beat their deadlines, meaning that they've kind of launched in advance of what their, their timeline was. Do you think that that's a good or a bad thing? 
That's not a bad thing. So, like, if you if you're delivering early, look, that's always always a, a positive, I guess. But you have to sit back from that and and ask yourself why, I guess. So, for me, delivering on time is extremely important. Delivering early, it's good, but it's it's. It's not a major priority for us. You'd have to sit back and ask, have you really challenged yourself in the first place in your planning? So if if you're able to deliver significantly earlier than you originally intended, you question how you calculated your team's velocity, what scope you put into that release. Um, could you have done more? Did you test or challenge the team? I don't know. But I think when you think of the value that comes out of this, like obviously missing a date, terrible. Delivering on time, Absolutely excellent. That's exactly what you need. All your dependencies are lined up. The business got the outcome they wanted. Delivering early, look, it's really good. And, and in many cases, it gives an extra benefit that whether you're, you're ready ahead of time and you can do more prep ahead of a launch. But if it was happening all the time, I think I'd question how ambitious we were being, I guess. Why didn't you set an earlier date in the first place? Excellent. So that brings us to the final part of our podcast. And we like to finish each episode with a synopsis for the listener, bringing together those nuggets of wisdom that you've shared with us throughout the last 20 minutes or so. And the top tip section is for people to impart practical advice to them about how they can master the success factor moving forward. So for the listeners, what are your top tips for mastering the success factor delivering on time? So I guess there's, well, obviously there's some fundamentals to start with. So in air, we have really good cross-functional teams and we've got a culture in here where we're focused on milestones and um, delivery dates across the board. And I think like that takes some time to build, but there's huge value where we do. So that's that's a kind of a foundation in here that, that works really well for us. And similarly, uh, we have really good change control and we kill distractors as much as we can. So in terms of short-term goals around sprints, we we don't do a lot of reprioritization. We don't allow scope creep unless there's a very compelling case for it. So as kind of fundamentals there in place, and they're really important. But other than that, I guess, um, to be a couple of things I, I'd recommend, I guess, are tips. One would be to aim small, miss small. So measure upcoming releases closely and make sure that any potential time delays in the four, six, eight-week horizon that you're all over them because these are the things that compound and ultimately cause projects and programs to be late. The projects don't get delayed at the end. They get delayed every day. So you need to measure that. So we need to focus on the upcoming milestones very, very closely and, and measuring very closely. And the other, the other piece we've spoke about it already is make it easy for decisions to be made quickly and make sure we're avoiding situations where indecision is causing delays. Uh, build teams where you trust individuals to make decisions, whether it be technical resources or product owners or program managers. That day to day, they can make the right decisions and fewer and fewer decisions need to come up to your enterprise design authorities or to your directors of IT or, or God forbid, the CIO has to make a decision. But um, yeah, if you can delegate as much authority to people who can make these decisions quickly and keep plans moving, I think that gives you a much better chance of, of delivering on time. Absolutely. They're great tips, Brian. Really, really good. And I liked what you mentioned earlier. I think as we move through this podcast series, there's a real um, intersectional, I suppose, pattern happening, you know, and you're, you're right when you said earlier that like each of the success factors that we cover week on week, they really are intrinsically linked, you know, and you can see you can see from each guest we have on every week that, you know, they're here talking about a specific success factor, but they've actually got you know so much expertise around the other ones as well and it's almost like that makes them better at you know nailing the success factor that they're talking about today 
Sorry. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like for me, the, the couple I mentioned earlier, um, so the, the support of board members and actually the support of the wider stakeholders, not just board members, but also how you build support for utilization of what you're, you're working on when it goes live. Um, they tie quite closely to managing time well, and actually all three of them tie really closely into trust. So um, I'm interested to see what your, your speakers and the, the other podcast will have to say on those. I'll be tuned in to listen for sure. No, thanks, Brian. And thanks so much again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Happy to do it. Thank you very much, Sean. That's it for episode three. We really hope that you enjoyed the conversation today. And a big thank you again to Brian Chapman for coming on and sharing his wisdom with the listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Explio Explores. You'll find the Business Transformation Index on our website, along with the other podcast episodes that have been released. And that's at explio.com forward slash podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Do join in the conversation online. Just use the hashtag Explio Explorers. So next up, we're sticking with the idea of these markers for transformation programs. I'm delighted to share that we welcome Ro Crawford from the DCC, the data communications company. And Ro is going to be tackling the topic of successfully keeping to budget, another key indicator of successful transformation, as you'll see from the research that we've undertaken. We look forward to welcoming you all back next week. But in the meantime, we hope you have a great week.